Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Otaku Radio Cast. It's me, Kevin, your host. Welcome back for another week. This week, I just have Chris here with me. Uh, Nick had something come up and is unfortunately unable to make it to this week's episode. Hey, Chris. Hello. How you been? Uh, well, you know, I, I'm going to be broke all the time now. Another gotcha game? Yeah, it's that one everybody loves. Geshin Impact. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. And uh, right now, I am... Okay, useless bitch, come on, do your job. I saw a few articles that said, like, the fact that Western media, specifically, like, Polygon and stuff, didn't really give Geshin Impact any, you know, any thought, thinking it would... It's just, like, a a you know chinese game trying to break into the west and this was going to fizzle out pretty quickly is now kicking themselves they're pretty fucking yeah i was gonna say yeah because i mean honestly i like it a lot of people do a lot of people i like do. i like anime uh gotcha games i mean i don't know how people many just i played their anime i can't count i mean half my youtube feed is geshin impact yeah yeah, it is. So, I mean, that's I'm I'm surprised just as much as the rest of the world is that this game took the world by storm. But well, you know what? Uh, it it's it's probably because people have been wanting a new Breath of the Wild, and this is the closest thing it seems like that you can get to it. Yeah, until Breath of the Wild two comes out. Right. Because oh, people were fucking speed running Breath of the Wild and stuff, and now well, there's they're always bookcases brought to an area and stuff. So yeah, there's always going to be speedrunners for every video game alive. Whether well, or not no, they're doing now. People are bringing objects from one part of the map all the way to the other side of the map and fighting bosses with it. Yeah. Like they can't let it get destroyed. It's crazy. Eh, people find a ways to you know challenge themselves in games that they. You know, spend hours upon hours playing. It's not that is that is true. Yeah, that is true. Okay, well, let's get on to the news. All right, I'm fine. fairly certain something is getting an impact in that news. Do you want to start the news? By all means, go ahead. Uh, well, I just had it. Oh, I just had the. I gotta find the article. All right. <laughs> I, I... Where is it? Oh, oh, it's PlayStation 5. That's what it is because I am a big, avid gamer. So PS5 is pretty much having all of their games be backwards compatible except a couple. And, and, and those couple are? DWVR Afro Samurai 2, TT Isle of Man, Right on the Edge 2, uh, Just Deal With It, Shadow Complex Remastered, which is kind of weird, uh, Robinson the Journey, We Sing, Hitman Go, Shadwen, and Joe's Diner. And only one of those is really a virtual reality, but it was one of their first, so that's why it's not. Okay, so... All right, that's fine. That's good for PlayStation users that most of their library will be. But the problem is there's going to be an error with some of it. Not surprising because uh, so some of the games may have an error. Yeah. And then the other be bit of news I have, does anybody know about the fish in Japan playing Pokemon? 
I mean, I've seen back in the day a fish playing Pokemon. No, no, no. This is just now. This is happening now. I figured there was going to be another. I, so I get there's that... a fish that's going on a screen, and wherever he's at, it will direct him. Well, there is. He found a glitch in the game. This fish found a glitch. Yes, yes. He's beaten two gym bosses too. So this fish is probably the strongest fish in the world. Uh, this, th this fish is the greatest Pokemon trainer to ever ever live. Who would have thought? That is not human. I said this is the strongest Pokemon trainer. Oh my god! Uh, I did. Uh, yeah, keeping on with the PlayStation ban news train, I did see something that um, I think later this month, the PlayStation Store is discontinuing PlayStation Three, PS Vita, and PSP games that can be purchased digitally from it. And the whole store is getting rebranded to only PS4 and PS5 games moving forward. Uh, yeah. Because they're just going to not care. So what I'm thinking they're going to do is they're probably going to find the best-selling PS, PS3 games and either tell the people who make them that they are in Sony's pocket, they're going to be like, you have to either remaster it or make another one. Or just... Yeah, probably the remaster would be easier if they still have the code. Because or do a definitive edition. Yeah, that's remastering means. The, the, the words okay. are interchangeable. Okay, Mr. Smarty. The, the definitive and remaster are pretty much interchangeable at this point. There, there's no consistency with that anymore. Uh, yeah. Though it did say if you own any like PS3 games digitally, PSP games, PS Vita games, you'll still be able to download them if you. Oh, of course, yeah, they're gonna let you keep them. They're not gonna take them from you. Yeah, but it's still, you know, if you, and this is for me as a, a person who switched solely to getting games digitally, at any point in time, you know, a game company could say, "Sorry, shit out of luck," and take all your games away that you spent hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars on, at the drop of a hat at any point in time because we no yeah. longer own anything we have we are licensing everything <laughs> pretty much yeah. but anyway Except moving on the from consoles. the dark sad reality we live in uh <laughs> my hero academia season five a fish uh confirmed to return in spring of 2021 so yay did you see vigilantes oh it finally got announced for uh anime adaptation no, no. No, I, no. I, I've not looked into anything vigilantes. I've had people tell me to, you know, get on it before it's too late. Well, what happened to vigilantes? Yeah. Care, care to explain? I missed that. Oh, um, I think they did a part with Best Genius showing vigilantes off. Okay. Cool. So. Very insightful. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, this for all you Evangelion fans, for the first time in North America, the entire TV series of Neon Genesis Evangelion and its two movies will be coming to Blu-ray in 2021. Uh -huh. So, congrats uh, to all you people probably happy with that. Old school Evangelion fans. Your time has finally come. 
Netflix just continues to just make announcements for new anime series. This one, this next series, uh, is based on the um, video game series Spriggan, which is based on the manga of the same name. So that's coming to Netflix in 2021, probably 2022 for English-speaking countries. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably should have led with this, but the original voice of Doraemon, so that little blue guy with the red nose that you see. All the, yeah. His voice actor passed away due to a stroke uh, at the age of 84. Oh, no. That, that sucks. I hate it when voice actors... He did live a fulfilling life. He did. A very long, fulfilling he, life. He, yep, of old age. So, I mean, well, he has he died that. of a stroke. Literally but says... Still, he lived to be an older older age. Yeah. Uh, he will be missed. Uh, I, I did see quite a lot of support from the Japanese voice acting community. And just the whole industry as a... The whole Japanese anime industry, you know, paying their respects to this icon of a of an actor. Anyway, on a lighter note, or darker, depending on how you look at it, we're season two of B Stars will be will be coming to Netflix sometime next year. Um, I'd say that's a lighter note, but okay. Well, the, the show gets—if you watched or read the manga, it's it's dark, really dark. Yeah. Also, early next year there'll be a little mini series, uh, called called Beat Stars Complex coming to Netflix. So that'd be cool. I can't wait to see this stuff. Start uh, premieres uh, in Japan in March of 2021, so probably be a year before. The U.S. gets it, <laughs> but yep. yeah. And then finally, uh, looks like Studio Bones will be producing uh, a Godzilla anime for the spring twenty twenty one season. Finally, it's called Godzilla Singular Point. It sounds actually pretty cool. So yeah, that's something to look forward to. Premier will premiere in April of twenty twenty one. I'm honestly looking forward to the Monster Hunter movie, but the trailer didn't look that amazing. Oh, there was a trailer for Monster. Why the hell did you yep. start with that then? Um, because now we're on to film and things like that. You could have just opened with the Monster it. Hunter trailer. I would have allowed it. What? Play the Monster Hunter trailer through the speaker? No, just yeah, you know, know maybe mention oh. it because I didn't fucking know about it. So thank you for that. Uh, well, I mean, it's good, but for, like, Monster Hunter aficionados, they didn't really show much. Well, I think they want to, you know, maybe they're trying to, you know, get you interested and maybe not spoil or sequelize movie. it. What? So they don't want to, they don't want to show all of the monsters that, you know what I mean? They don't want to put every monster they can in the movie. They might sequelize it. Well, yeah, if they want to make this a franchise and generate revenue. They could. Uh, they will. I guarantee it if they want to make money. Because <sighs> everything's trying to be the the next MCU. And they're and just every studio is trying anything that'll stick. 
granted they haven't succeeded because they tend to you know do a 50 they try and do a full marathon sprint before they can learn to walk but you know uh so yeah any other true. news you got chris uh, no not really okay no, no other like surprise movie trailers that are somewhat otaku related that you're keeping from me and just going to hold out on me until like the very end of the episode. Oh, oh wait, there is something. They are bringing some of the uh, original characters for Resident Evil, and they're also remaking the movies. All right, so they're rebooting the movie franchise. Cool. And it's not Mila Jovovich; it's somebody else. But uh, they did talk about Leon and Claire will be reprising their roles in the uh, in the uh, Netflix series. Now I don't know; they haven't said much about reprising the roles in um, or not reprising the roles, but bringing in the more of a movie for the game side more because the later Resident Evil's mentioned Chris, Wesker, Claire, so the video game characters, but before that they didn't. Okay. So now the live action movies will reference the Click that. the game. Oh for God's sakes. Oh she has glasses on. Yes, and for those wondering what the hell we're looking at, it's just I have my Twitter feed open, and he saw an image of Project Melody. Twitter. Yes. There are a lot more VTubers out. Yes, they're, they're, the number is growing by the day. Yep. Well, anyways. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to do your review now? Yeah, sure. I will get to my manga reviews. So last week I said I couldn't decide between reviewing Way the House Husband Volume 4 and the first volume of Chainsaw Man. So in the end I just said fuck it and I decided to just read them both and I'm going to review both volumes uh, today. Well, seeing as Nick's not here, that's a good thing. Well, either way, I was going to review both even if he was here. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Volume 4 of House Husband... Just a lot more, um, you know, shenanigans. It, it, like, they're really quick, digestible chapters on their own. Self-contained stories. And I love each and every one of them. Some standouts for me was, uh, was he's, uh, <laughs> I'm always blanking on his name. Like, I love his design and everything. I just, I can never fucking remember his name. And I feel bad that I don't. Uh-huh, hello? Yeah. I'm still here. You, you went silent there. Tatsu, because I was typing to find his fucking name. Okay. Tatsu, so he's out having lunch or tea or whatever with some fellow housewives, and he's he's explaining of like some past experience he has, and the ladies he's with think he's talking about experiences with his wife, when he's explaining his time as a Japanese Yakuza uh, <laughs> crime lord. <laughs> so it, it's a funny bit of like uh, miscommunication because they think his wife is just this dictator of a tyrant. He's like, no, I worked for like some of the most 
the most just, you know, evilest motherfuckers in all of the Japanese criminal underworld. And that was probably my favorite story out of the whole issue. It was <laughs> very funny. Very funny. But I would de- if you really want to just have a lighthearted comedy romp experience, I definitely recommend reading this series. It's very much worth it. It's a you'll 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 laugh from cover to cover. It's very much worth is it. Is that what it classifies as as a rom com? Not really much of a not really much a rom com. It's just more comedy. I don't, like they don't get too. He and his wife don't get too lovey lovey dovey because they're hardly in a lot of chapters together. So more of a slice of life then. Yeah, it, it's definitely more a slice of life. Okay. It, it's really good. I, I I hope there's an anime adaptation in the future, but I know that it's going to be a live action series in Japan relatively soon, and I would like to see it because. I would love to see some of the plot lines translated to reality. (laughs) But anyway, moving on. So, but yeah, before we move on, uh, out of 10, I give this a 9.5 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I think that's like the first, like, rated score I've given a manga. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, Chainsaw Man. Oh, boy. This one was interesting. I didn't know what to expect. But the, when I saw the cover art for it, I was like, hey, this kind of looks cool. Maybe I'll give this a shot. Oh, boy. I didn't know how to feel half the time. So story revolves around this guy named Denji. And he's flat broke he, he's indebted for basically life because his dad took out a bunch of loans that he couldn't pay back and as a result of it his dad killed himself and denji got stuck with the debts and then one day uh he met a devil dog a literal devil dog that it was part dog part chainsaw Oof. What? Yes. The dog is, is is a demon or a devil, but also has a chainsaw sticking out of its okay. nose. And he acts like a proper chainsaw. Like he picks it up and holds the little pooch like a chainsaw. Uh, the dog's name is uh, Puchita. Who or who? P-O-C-H-I-T-A. I'm bad at fucking pronunciation, as you know. Puchita. Yeah. Uh, at least that's how I that's how I thought to pronounce Puchita. it. Puchita. Yeah. So he I'm uses uh, his little little chainsaw dog companion, you know, to be a lumberjack and also hunt devils. To kind of help bring down his debt. And uh, he, he's basically working for the Yakuza. Seems to be a theme this week. And the, it, literally the Yakuza, the Yakuza will just... Yeah, the Yakuza will just, you know, drag him to the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night. Him and his chainsaw dog. And it's like, hey, there's a devil here. Deal with him. We'll knock off like $1.5 million off of your debt. Because he is like 
really deep in the fucking hole because the interest is just ludicrous. Uh, and he does a damn good job. Like you, like one page, he's like standing in front of it. The next page, uh, the devil's dead, and he's standing on top of the corpse with this little do dog chainsaw in hand. It's so adorably, just comedic. I love it. But then one night, um, Yakuza drag him to a warehouse. Say there's a, there's a devil, uh, and really they were just trying to kill his dog. Those bastards. The reason they were trying to kill their dog is because the devil that he was originally supposed to go take care of was possessed, was basically controlling them. This devil yeah. turned the, the Yakuza uh, guys into zombies and uh, nearly killed Denji and his poor little pup. No. But in his dying breath, he, he told his, his little pooch that, look, I know you can... Because his his dog was injured by the by the devil. It's like, look, I know you. Look, you can take my body and run and go live your life. Be free. Don't don't worry about me. The dog, however, has a different plan, and fuses with Denji. Thus becoming. Thus becoming part devil, and uh, has this little rip cord come sticking out of his chest. That when pulled will summon two chainsaws on his hands and a chainsaw on his face, and thus becomes Chainsaw Man. And that's just the first chapter. What? <laughs> yeah, that was just one chapter. All that happened. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, he then gets um, he then is brought into custody with like. Japan's like the Ministry of Devil Hunters or whatever it was called, and is basically s seen as like like t they take him in as a useful asset. It's like well, well he clearly he knows what he's doing, and he we found him just on top of a corpse on a pile of corpses of dead devils. So this guy must be good at killing them, and just you know goes around, you know trying to fit in with society because this guy has been isolated for very long. His only human interaction was with um, the Yakuza who treated him like shit. Uh, didn't go to high school. Didn't have a form any formal education. Barely had, a, a, barely had any clothes to his name. He was lucky if he had pants. So like never had like a proper meal. So he's being, so him giving like getting a lunch in the second chapter is like, God, this is a meal for a fucking king. And the, the lady who yeah. like, took him in is like, well, are you, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and it, it literally, the whole issue ends with um, Denji going full chainsaw man, slicing a giant bat devil into pieces. Like the, oh, the, shit. This That's is the... Cool. the this, Here's what it looks like, Chris. Oh, wow. That is These a are the final two pages. I'm sorry everyone who's listening cannot see this. But I cannot recommend... Like, this was good. This was better than I was expecting. Granted, I had no expectations about this. Uh, 
it was just like it was just a roller coaster of emotions. Like you felt sad and you felt you were laughing. It's like oh, that's kind of kind of cringy. It's, but nevertheless, it's good. I give this an eight, eight and a half out of ten. Okay. All right. It's different, and it's a different type of manga. It uh, reminds me of Dead Man or uh, Devil Man Crybaby. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, I got like a Dead Man Wonderland vibe from this, but also uh, I got like maybe there's a like a touch, like a little dash of Soul Eater in it. I, I'm interested to see if this ever becomes an anime. How gory this will, this show will be. Because there's a lot of blood in this, in this story, a lot of blood. Okay, like that's a big thing. It's like devils heal themselves by drinking human blood. Oh, yeah. So I, I I'm very interested to see um what the next volume holds. I know like it's chapter. It's really f- pretty far off in advance with the chapters, and I I can't wait for the second issue. Yeah, that's uh, that's my manga review of the week. Uh, I will have something next week. I haven't decided what I'm going to review yet, but I'm going to stick to one. I have an idea, but I'm still flipping the coin. Uh, yeah, you'll, we'll talk about more of that next week. So, yeah, we Chris, will. your Gundam. Well, now I'm going to review my book first. Oh, okay, go remember. for it. All right, so... Uh, I did finish Excel World Volume 22, Sun God of Absolute Flame, and it actually, so it it pretty much wraps up what's been going on so far with the whole Nega Nebula is trying to figure out that the White Legion is in charge of the Accelerated Reacher Society. They got into a big fight, and crazy stuff happened, and, well, at the very end of it, they're like, they were trying to figure out a way, so they attacked the territory, uh, the chapter before. At the very end, they beat them, so that means they could see anybody's name on the matching list. Well, at that point, they didn't see anybody so they thought oh great well it's over and at the very end of the last book it says one of the characters says i have a capture card recording if that's any uh or replay recording if that's any helpful so this one starts off with the uh one of the characters talking with another from that bad legion uh, i'm talking about what happened because of some things that happen with that person. Um, and then it ends up going into the highest level people in the game. There's six or seven of them, but only six were there. All got trapped inside of this unlimited enemy kill. That's how it ends, and it actually kind of all blurs at that point when the meeting of the Seven Kings of Pure Color starts. And then they find out that the White King is really evil, and then the person that was there is the guy they're all looking for, and he finds a way to trap everybody inside of another world. Inside of that. It's confusing, but the world in that world that is unlimited instead of a dual field. 
Well, they trap them there inside of it, and most of the people get out. The only ones who don't are the kings of pure color, but they have so many points that it's not that big of a deal to them. So they set it up very well for them rescuing them or fighting the White Legion. Uh, he hasn't decided yet of what he's going to do, but uh, it can go either way. And I'm going to have to give it a 9.25 because it's the end of one conflict and then starts a whole nother, and it brings some cool stuff into it. Like, uh, it brings a lot more characters in and gives a lot of detail about them. Things we want to learn, you know? Okay. So, I, I honestly, it's one of my more favorite ones. The earlier ones are probably my favorite, only because it's the beginning and the anime adaptations I know, so it's easier to visualize. Okay. So, moving on to the Gundam. Alright, we have one more of the five. So, we talked about Wing Gundam Zero at the very beginning. Almost. Wing Gundam Zero was a collaboration of five great scientists creating this mobile suit. After that, these five scientists all left to create their own versions of that mobile suit and their own design. We went over Death Scythe, Wing, which honestly was just a remake of Wing Zero, sort of. Uh, Heavy Arms which was the, let's just put weapons on it wherever we can, and Shenlong, which was the Chinese style. Now, if you forget who Death Sight is, it's literally his name says it. Now we're going to go over Sandrock, who... His style reminded me of Indian and Middle Eastern, because he has these weapons... I mean, they're hard to explain. They're called shuttles in the real world. They're shuttles. A weapon, if you don't know what that is, imagine a blade on the bottom, and then it curves out. So almost like... It, it's a little hard to explain. So it curves into a half, or a half a circle and then turns into a blade again. At the very tip. That's one of its main weapons. Uh, and then it has these shields it can use to block things. And they make it look like a cobra. It's got two little things on the front, like where its hand would, at the end of the shield. And it's got two cobra-looking eyes. Um, the one who created that one was uh, one of my least favorites. Instructor H, he went into the... I don't like the Sandrock design. So, I mean... It, it reminds me of India and the Middle East. So, honestly, its main thing was... It had a bunch of different attachments it could go on. But the shuttles were a main thing. You could, It could actually throw them because they were superheated. And it'll cut people in half things like that, Gundams, because it's like a plasma. Uh, and, of course, it had a Vulcan gun like every other Gundam. Uh, it had tracking missiles. Most of the wing predecessors had tracking missiles. Uh, they had shields. 
two shields on its arms. They had eyes and two little fangs that make it look like a viper or something like that. And these shields are special in the sense that they have an anti-beam coating. So beam weapons don't work on the shields. And then it did have a cool... It's called a cross-crusher. It's on the shield, and it kind of shows and... It captures them, and it, like, it's a claw, pretty much, almost. It uses the shottles, the shottles, or whatever they are. I know I'm killing it. And it will grab enemies and slice them in half. Kind of like a grabbing machine or something like that. Uh, it had a machine gun instead of a beam, a regular beam rifle. It also had a beam rifle. Uh, the machine beam machine gun was close range or medium. Because uh, of its output, its high ref fire rate. It had a beam rifle. And then it also had armadillo armor. This is where I get the Middle Eastern vibe from. Because it had armor you could put on. And it made it look kind of odd. And it gave it a, a jetpack and boosters and things. Uh, and then just like every other one, it had a self-destruct system. But its specialty was it had anti-beam coating cloaks and diffuser cloths on it. So it was built to stop any long-range fighters from attacking it. So, honestly, this one was more of a... Uh, see, it looked to me when I watched it a more up-close-and-personal get-in-your-face-and-utterly-obliterate-you kind of Gundam. But like the other five, it had a fusion reactor. Um, if I were to have to rate this, this would probably be my second least favorite of the five. So, now rating those five, we will go with number one, Death Scythe. Number two, Shenlong. Number three, I mean, uh, we're just going to rate the four because Wing is just a rehash. Number three would be Heavy Arms, and number four would be Sandrock. Honestly, Wing, I cannot rate because it's literally Wing Gundam Zero, just not as cool. Uh, and my, obviously, we all know my favorite Gundam, and that is Double O Riser. Uh, Wing Gundam Zero goes up there in the number third spot of my favorites. We will go over number two next week. Is this what it looks like? I'm not on the... I can't watch the stream right now. Give me a second. Yeah, that's it. That's why it looks kind of Middle Eastern Indian. You see the, the shield? It's got viper eyes on it or something. But yeah, it, it is a up-close-and-personal kind of fighter. And then its armor does reflect beam blasters and stuff like that. So it was made to, to have the armor on, get up-close-and-personal, drop the armor to where they lose their beam weapons. Because all it did was make it heavier. It looks more ancient Egyptian inspired. Uh, Middle Eastern. Still, uh, like I, 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 I'm a big fan of like the Brendan Fraser mummy movies, and I just see the like that scimitar, and I'm just like, okay, That's... we'll go with Egypt. Egypt is kind of Middle Eastern. It technically is a part of the, the Middle Eastern world, even though it's in Africa. But like... I know that's why I said it's Middle Eastern and Indian. Indian because of the Viper stuff. The Viper-looking stuff reminds me of, of, you know, India is big on their cobras and things that they have. 
Yeah, but this this there part. you can see the weapon. There's that claw, that crush. Anyways, you got I'm sorry you guys all can't see this, but yeah. If you do look it up, you can look up the models. The models come with uh, a lot of the stuff. But well, like I said, it's not my favorite of those five, only because Shenlong kinda does that already too. I just like Shenlong's design better. Okay. So, I mean, and then, you know, next week we will talk about my second favorite Gundam, which is, uh, now don't, don't, please don't laugh, but this Mobile Suit Gundam is actually really cool. It is Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn. I've heard of that before. Little that name I've heard before. So, I'm guessing the reason it's, it's called Unicorn gun. is because it's got a giant ass horn sticking out of his forehead. Oh, uh, yeah, and it splits in two. It becomes two swords. No, it splits in two when it changes modes. I mean, honestly, if you really wanted to go over it now, we could, but. No, it's fine. We can save it for next week. Yeah, I, I want to. Because this, this one deserves justice because there's so many different versions of it. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, that being said, I got nothing else to talk about. You got anything? Uh... Oh, oh, I didn't really rate Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact. Well, uh, uh, on a scale of one to five, what would you rate it? Or it's gotcha or just the anime Just in general, like overall. Just overall. Uh, I'd have to say a 4.5. It's 4.75. It's smooth. It's not really laggy at all. Okay. Um, I mean, it it's literally a mobile game on console. Or so, PC if you're playing it. P yeah. Tech. So it's kind of hard to have it be laggy because, I mean, honestly, it's got to be able to play on mobile so a console can easily do it. So I that's that's why I honestly like it. Okay. Granted, it'll never be my favorite ones in the world. No, no one will. All right. So. All right. I think that's. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think. Tune in next week for yep. more uh, of my. Find out anime what new game games ratings Chris is, uh, and addicted. what my next. Yeah, what, what your next, next addiction uh, is. <laughs> well, uh, I'll have a game next week to rate that I've played. So. All right. Well. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope you like what you heard. If you did, please feel free to hit that follow button and feel free to follow us on Twitter. Links will be down below in the description. And, uh, and you know, always, if you've got something you want us to talk about, please feel free to, you know, tweet us out and message us. We will gladly talk about it if and when you do send us stuff. But thanks for listening, everybody. All right, buddy. Goodbye.